With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio. thought it'd be fun to go to his wedding because it's always entertaining. Now that he's running for president, it's a little more troubling. Kylie Jenner got a little gray, beautiful, fluffy rabbit and named it Bruce. I don't How care. This family, I'm sick of this yeah. family. I just got back from a weekend at the beach with my husband and my three kids. Did anything happen in the news while I was gone? Anything? Did I miss anything? This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. Uh, it's an interesting concept, but it's a little funny. I mean, in a sense, it's like, would you like to have a probation or would you like a life sentence? It's 904 News Radio 1067. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River. So glad that you are here. Talk radio for normal people. I am not one myself, but I admire them tremendously. And so uh, if you believe that you can, in fact, uh, support things like uh, individual responsibility and freedom and liberty and happiness and hard work without having to be a total angry, you know, consumed by the burden of the white man frustration, then welcome to the show. I'm glad that you're here. And if you think I'm a total nut, 844-404-1067. I'm glad to have you here. The 10 o'clock hour, we will visit Mr. Trump. I know that many of you are wondering about that front. That's front of mind. Um, and uh, so we will definitely be uh, visiting with Mr. Trump uh, and his uh, spate of media. I don't know if you saw the interview on Fox and Friends this morning, but they looked the entire time like someone was holding their family hostage off camera. I was, there's <laughs> All of the tension is gone. It's now total subservience. Yes, Mr. Trump, whatever you say, Mr. Trump. I thought Megyn Kelly last night really did something good the way she chose to respond to the controversy. This is the kind of professionalism that we need everywhere, including behind this microphone. You may have heard that there was a dust-up involving yours truly and presidential contender Donald Trump. Apparently, Mr. Trump thought the question I asked was unfair and felt I was attacking him. I felt he was asked a tough but fair question. We agreed to disagree. Mr. Trump did interviews over the weekend that attacked me personally. I've decided not to respond. Trump, who is the front-runner, will not apologize. And I certainly will not apologize for doing good journalism. So I'll continue doing my job without fear or favor. And Mr. Trump, I expect, will continue with what has been a successful campaign thus far perfect reaction perfect response i love megan kelly hey uh soccer boy are you familiar in your uh your, your whatever their country you hell you're from down there with the game um mary 
love or kill? I think that's I'm the second one. I think it's love, isn't it? It's marry, love. Hey, Matt Dorr in the Havlin Express with Traffic Center. Are you familiar with the game marry, love, or kill? I think it's the second one's love, right? Marry, love, or kill. Are you familiar with that? Uh, not exactly, no. You're familiar with that game? Okay, good. I, I knew you would be. Because, um, see, Megan Kelly, she's absolutely on. I love it. When, if I can work her into the game, I'm very, very happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. And she always comes in the front of the Mary Love Kill. Well, you can't do that on talk radio, obviously. Right, right. right, right. Soccer, what you agree? Cannot do the Mary Love Kill. So uh, the the um, the girly shows, you know, the shows that cater to the uh, to the 25-year-old, desperate, slightly overweight single chick, you know, the Burt Show and stuff. They do, was it bed, wet, or dead? That's how they do it. Got it? Bed, wet, or dead. Uh I've been thinking about this. People's emotions are really up right now but between whether it's the Megyn Kelly, Donald Trump fight, just Donald Trump in general versus the non-Trump supporters. There are people like me who really don't like Jeb Bush, you know, stay out the bushes kind of thing. Some people really don't like like Ted Cruz. They, you know, there's, there's a lot of emotion. And yet other people are madly in love with these guys. You know what I mean? I've got people on my Twitter feed like Ted Cruz and then other people. And so I was thinking, what about a political or you know say media version of Mary Love Kill that's not about Kate Upton or Brad Pitt or whatever but you know it's about the people in the news you, know, you see what I'm saying does that does that make sense yes yes and so this is my idea for the game with help from Brandon our executive producer um elect wrecked or deck the person you like to elect a public office go out and party with get wrecked with or just punch in the mouth. I like that. Elect, wreck, or deck. Sounds like my kind of game. Doesn't it? So we're going to do that today. And in the confession hotline at 404-436-2007. And the best elect, wreck, or deck answer will get a pair of tickets to see Yes and Toto at the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. But the reason why I mention this, uh, everybody, Matt, which is worse, getting married or going to jail? A guy actually had a judge give him the choice, either marry her or do time. After being together over a year, in February, a fight between Jostin and Elizabeth's ex-boyfriend landed Jostin face-to-face with a misdemeanor assault charge. In July, Jostin appeared here in the Smith County Courthouse before Judge Randall Rogers. According to court transcripts, Judge Rogers first asked, is she worth it? About the fight that Jostin says started after the ex said disrespectful things about Elizabeth. I said, well, you know, to be honest, sir, I was raised with four sisters, and if any man was talking to a woman like that, I I would probably do the same thing. Judge Rogers responded, one of the provisions to stay on my probation is you're going to have to marry her, meaning Elizabeth, within 30 days. Tie the knot or spend 15 days in jail. Justin said he feared losing his job if he spent two weeks behind bars, so the two set a date. Is a court order to get married legal? No, you you can't. uh offer probation or a marriage. In a sense, it's like, <laughs> would you like to have a probation or would you like a life sentence? Probation or life sentence, that is the question. Uh, uh, Brandon, get in here. Soccer boy? Someone, a judge, because this guy is about your age, in right. the early 20s. Someone tells you, marriage or jail, which one do you take? I think just to be safe, I'm going to jail. Just go. <laughs> Going to jail. Matt Dorn, in the Havoc Expensive Traffic Center. Marriage or jail? Uh, in my 20s, I would have gone to jail. In really? my 30s, I would have gone ahead and gotten married. Uh, okay. Well, you are a person of marriage, yes? Yes, I am. And what's the difference? 
That uh, would be my really question. I mean, I, I, like, I got all that twenty-something stuff out of the way. No, no. My question is, what's the difference between marriage or jail? I think it's really just concurrent sentences. I really it do. could be. It Brandon, could be. All depends on the bribe. Uh, a punk troublemaker. Uh, I'll take three hots and a cot. Any three day. hots and a cot. Exactly. I just so that is the other question for you today. The judge tells you at eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven, you got to fight over her. You either got to go to jail for her. Or you got to marry her. Which one do you do? And the guy was kind of annoyed because he, he wanted to have a... He, they actually were apparently talking about getting married at some point. But the judge gave him a 30-day window. So they had to kind of rush things up. Anyway, she's 19. Think about who you were. Think about dumb you. Oh, my God. I If if I, if I we do elect deck, wreck and deck, I would want to deck myself when I was 19 years old. I was so awful. You think I'm bad now? Oh, my God. I was so awful when I was 19. So that is a very, very difficult uh, question. So, what, guys, because what women we know, you're, you don't, you're not even in this. So you, we know where you are. <laughs> guys, what about it? You've got to either marry her or go to jail. The woman you were with in your, like, early 20s, late teens, early 20s, you got to marry her or go to jail Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. The ring or the silver bracelets? The golden ring or the silver bracelets? And the uh, hot new radio game show that everybody's playing: elect, wrecked, or decked. Who would you like to elect president of the United States? Go out and party with until you get hammered, or punch right in the mouth. You tell me. Michael Graham now, and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio one zero six seven. It's 918. Oh, yeah. Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show. So much going on in the world. I've been watching the protests out of Ferguson going on a year later. People shooting at cops, people screaming, we want war with the cops, people calling cops pigs. I'm like, I'm sorry. How is this helpful? How does this create the cause? I don't, I'm completely honest. As a guy who is very sympathetic to the idea that. Uh, policing has uh, gotten out of balance, and we need to bring some balance and reform. I, You have lost me, and so we're going to try to make our way back to that coming up later in the show. Also, Hillary Clinton says every mediocre college student, free college paid for by the taxpayers. That would be you. Are you ready to raise taxes $350 billion to send every kid who wants to go to college, who just wants to go to college, to college? Not me. Uh, but right now we're talking about a news story uh, of a judge who ordered a young man who got in a fight over his, he's 21, is got in a fight over his 19-year-old girlfriend. You can either go to jail or you can marry her. And so my question for you at 844-404-1067 is which one would you take? We're also uh, starting a new, uh, uh, a brand new national game you've heard of. Mary, uh, a bed, wed, or dead. It's called elect, wrecked, or decked. Who would you like to elect President of the United States? Who would you like to go out and get wrecked with on a Saturday night? And who would you most like to punch right in the mouth? Chris is on the air. Chris, marriage or jail? Which one for you? Michael, I'll tell you, I've been married twice. Mm. I've been to jail twice. <laughs> and 
and the only thing that's different is the sex. <laughs> I I would have I would if I was in that guy's position, I would have spit on the judge to get a longer sentence. I would definitely go to jail. Uh, Chris, thank you for the fantastic call. Please, you've got to call the confession hotline uh, when the mood strikes you at 404-436-2007. Uh, ladies, what would your suggestion be for the guy? How would you feel, ladies, if you were the 19-year-old girl who was getting married to a guy because the judge ordered the guy to marry you? You know, it takes two people to do this marrying thing. In this case, the girl did not object at all. Bart, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Go right ahead. Hey, Michael, I got answers for both of your deals going. Um, When I was 19, I was dating a relative of the Forbes family. So, yeah, I should have. Yeah. Oh, dude. (laughs) And, and, hey, I got to tell you, to be real honest, she was 5'11". I'm 6'2". We looked great together (sighs) back then. Now me, not so much. But (laughs) now, back then, yeah, we would have been a power couple, no doubt. Uh, and then the other deal you were talking about, um, I would elect Ben Carson. Okay. Any day I would party with Bill Clinton. I know he's not running for anything. Sure. So I don't know if that's, oh, dude. Yeah. Party, but party. Just, you know, party. But, and then right after we get through partying, we'd come out of where we were mm-hmm. and just punch his wife <laughs> right in the mouth. So I could see him just laugh and go, oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> So elect, wrecked, and decked, your answer is Ben Carson, Bill Clinton, and Hillary Clinton. Exactly. And see, the unfair advantage you have is that both you and Bill would want a decker. So oh, she'd get hit know. twice. So that would be, that's that, not fair. Get, that's not You can't hit that, her. Come on. You can't get, get hit Joker, her once. Get that Joker <laughs> smile off her face that she paid to put on, right? Bart, thanks for the call at 844-404-1067. And don't forget the confession hotline for your elect, wrecked, and decked answers. The best one will win tickets to see Yes and Toto at the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater August 22nd. Speaking of Mrs. Bill Clinton, Mrs. Bill Clinton knows she's got to keep the uh, Obama coalition together if she wants to win uh, elections, if she wants to give a third term to what we've had so far. And uh, her numbers are are bad and falling. She has the highest negative net negatives of anyone running for president except Donald Trump. And so she's working hard to keep it together. So yesterday she announces her plan. She's going to raise taxes three hundred and fifty billion dollars, the new college compact. And her plan is that she will um, guarantee loan free education and community college the idea is you go to a college you attend you get in you just attend and then whatever the costs were the taxpayers will just pick it up now not for everything obviously i mean not you know food but you know all the education costs tuition costs etc someone else will pay for that Uh, because it's not fair that people leave she says people leave college and they've got this massive debt and that debt burdens them for the future uh, she also plans to convert loans into grants. And then she also wants to cap what you have to pay back so that you never pay more than 10% of your discretionary income. That's your, you know, living income. So, you know, she t- take rent out and other stuff. And then what's left over, you only have to pay 10% of that max. And you only pay it 20 years. So for a lot of people, that'd be 100 bucks a month which would be 1200 bucks, which would be $24,000 over the course of 20 years. So you got people with $70,000 in debt 
$80,000 in debt who would never pay back more than a quarter or a third of it, plus the interest. They'd never pay any interest. They just pay it back. So that's all that taxpayer money that is uh, $350 billion is going to require a tax hike to do it. And right now, I know a bunch of you are like me. You're looking at your budget and everything, figuring out how you're going to pay your kids' tuition bill. My daughter starts back at UMass in a couple of weeks. Um, she's actually in Athens today, right now, looking around, thinking about transferring down. Now, of course, she had no interest until she saw the Princeton Review that's the top 10 party schools. It's number eight on the top 10 party schools list. So that's great. Uh, but, you know, I have to write a check to cover my daughter's college costs. You know, the part of it is tw- is uh, scholarship. She's very smart and blah, blah, blah. It's a mix of stuff, but it's not insignificant. Many of you are also saving money for college right now. You're setting the money aside so that your child could get a college. How would you feel about the idea that anybody who wants to go to college can just go and the taxpayers will pony up $350 billion uh, to pay for it. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? 844-404-1067. On the one hand, I say to myself, wow, I'd love it if I didn't have to write a check for my daughter. It'd be fantastic if these thousands of dollars that I'm writing out, I could you know, put in my retirement savings or whatever. So, right? Why wouldn't? So you can see why this is a direct ploy a direct push to buy millennials votes, buy young people's votes. Go, hey, party all you want. Have a great time. And then when it's all over, we'll pick up the tab or we'll pick up part of the tab and then you'll have only have to pay a tiny sliver of what's left. Basically, you're going to get four, five, six years of college, uh, you know, who knows how long, and someone else will pay the tab. So, mom, dad, you got kids in college. Does this sound like a good idea to you? 844-404-1067. Let me ask you. What happens when every high school kid knows that if they decide to go to college, that all or most of the cost is going to be paid for by somebody else? What are you, what are you going to do? If you're a C student, what are you going to do? You're going to go to college. <laughs> Why the hell not? Don't, as uh, that great economist Bluto Blutarski said as he walked, as people were walking into the you know, Delta house, want a beer? Don't cost nothing. Want to college? Don't cost nothing. So here you are. You're a mom. I tell you what, in just a moment, I'm going to take your calls I'm going to, and I'm going to tell you the story. Two stories of Stan the student and Harry, no, Paul the partier. Stan the student and Paul the partier. And who wins off of Hillary Clinton's taxpayers? We're going to raise your taxes because they just deserve your money to go to college with. So you work hard. You pay taxes. We'll give it to them. They deserve it. That The whole story coming up. I am Michael Graham. Good morning. It's 934. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC star of the show. The 10 o'clock hour will be the hour of Trump. Tens, Trump's at tens, and we've got the brilliant Stephen Hayes. You uh, read him in the Weekly Standard. You see him on Fox News, and he's got his analysis of where that race is. That's coming up. Also, uh, you don't forget all season long, Express Oil Change, uh, Express Oil Change offers uh, dollars off for Braves when their bats are hot. 
They're taking on the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. So listen on News Radio 67. See if you get full service oil tomorrow. By the way, it's two for Tuesday. So whatever the Braves score tonight, if it's five or more, you double the number. So let's go Braves. Right now, though, we're talking about uh, Hillary Clinton's proposal. She's going to uh, raise taxes. She, this is her idea. $350 billion with a B dollars over 10 years so that she can uh, spend another $35 billion with a B a year saying to college students, we're just going to write off your college loans. Whatever you had to borrow, and there'll be a little bit, some, somewhat of a formula, so people who are responsible, who work harder, save more money, they'll get less. And people who aren't, like my family, we had to do everything on loans and scholarships. We would get more, uh, and uh, everybody gets it because she says people are entitled to uh, have this treatment. Do you agree? We're going to hear from Hillary in just a second at 844-404-1067. But first, as always, I want to hear from you. Karen, you are on with Michael Graham. Hey, Michael. How are you today? Great. Right ahead. I tell you, I am livid over this because my daughter just graduated from college debt-free. That is because I started saving money 30 years ago when I first started working Mm -hmm. so that I could put my child through college. And by by wiping off the debt, one, you're making parents irresponsible. I mean, I gave up a lot. I didn't have right. big cable packages. I didn't go out to dinner. I saved. And now you've got someone coming in saying, I not, not only want to buy the votes of millennials, I want to buy the votes of their parents That's because right. they're irresponsible. No, you're, you're everybody who did the right thing that you did. First of all, let me do something that never happens, Karen. Thank you. Thank you on behalf of everybody else that you took responsibility for educating your own child. I bet you did a great job, and I bet that they that the decisions you made because it was your money, your wealth at risk, were more responsible. So just thank you. You know, there was a time when that was expected. It was just assumed that parents would raise their own children, feed their own children, and pay for their own children's education. Those days are now gone to the point that Hillary Clinton is announcing right up, hey, everybody, we got college money for everybody. Today, I'm announcing my plan to put college within reach for everyone. We're calling it the New College Compact. Under the New College Compact, no student should have to borrow to pay tuition at a public college no or student. university. No students. Schools will have to control their costs mm-hmm. and show more accountability to their students. The federal government will increase its investment in education and will not profit any longer off of student loans. And everyone, everyone who already has student debt will be able to refinance it at lower rates. Now, the one thing she says about refinancing at lower rates, I, that's an idea. I don't, you know, the student loan debt is hurting the economy overall. It could be the case that if we, you know, you know, uh, uh, give them a lower, you know, step in, buy up the loans, basically give them a lower rate. Uh, I'm, I'm open to that idea. I'm not, this isn't like hating on people. But did you hear that? Every nobody should have to borrow money. Nobody, really. Think about the people you went to college with. Think about the standards of academia that are already there right now. Now tell every kid. Hey, you just go. Don't worry about it. Borrow all you want because we're just going to pay for it anyway. What does your common sense tell you the natural truth outcome is going to be? Let's ask Billy. Billy, you're on the air. Go right ahead. So we're going to have hamburger flippers having to have a two-year college education now. 
because that's exactly what's going to happen. And get paid fifteen dollars an hour while they're doing it. Uh huh. That's exactly right. The, the... And and I and I applaud the lady. And I'm doing the same thing with my grandchild, uh, setting money aside for her college education because she's going to need it. That that is great. Thank you for doing that. And you make another great point. What happens when you're giving away free college? More people will go to college, which means the individual value of each degree will go down. Remember when nobody knew how to work computers? That one, you know, those, and those tech guys. Remember that back in the day when there was C colon backslash? Companies used to have to hire guys to just sit around waiting for the computers to crash to know how to work on them. Well, then eventually that knowledge, that experience came out, you know, on the marketplace and more people could do stuff. And, they got, and then the value, the prices went down. Once everybody has a degree, every, you're, he's right. Uh, yeah, I've got, I'm hiring someone to rake yards. What, what kind of college do you have? None. Well, why not? It's free. Don't cost nothing. I mean, everything you need to know about the world you pretty much can learn from the movie animal house seven years of college down the drain exactly. might as well join a f- peace corps <laughs> you're absolutely right your years of college will be down the drain because that diploma that you worked so hard to get five years later there'll be a ton of people going to school for free so all of a sudden you'll be competing with people who had to didn't have to do what you did which was calculate the money is this value do i get my value out of it Think about what you would spend money on if people were lowing, lending you money for free. You can just borrow it, pay back when you want. In fact, you don't even have to pay it all back. Oh, my gosh. I'd be driving right now. What would I be driving? Um, I'm kind of a goofball. I've always had this thing for Ford Mustangs. I don't know why. I just love Ford Mustangs. I know they're kind of lame muscle cars, like the wimpy little brother muscle car. But I'd, I'd be driving a vintage Ford Mustang right now with you know totally decked out. Because don't cost nothing. <sighs> this is, I just, I don't understand how, who wins? How is this a win for America, particularly the way it is today? Let's ask Alicia. Alicia, thank you so much for your call. I can't wait to hear your opinion. Hi, I'm, I listen to you all the time. I mm-hmm. don't necessarily agree with everything you say. Smart but move. I, I do love everything that you, you know, you bring up some points and I have agreed with you. I think you're the most reasonable and, you know, but. I do think that everybody should be able to attend college with the if they have the aptitude. Mm-hmm. I think that income should not be a deterrent for a really intelligent kid right. to not be able to go to school. If you work at Burger King or McDonald's, uh, their parents work at Burger King or McDonald's, and we're not at the $15 an hour rate yet, then they're struggling to put sure. food on the table, much right. less come up with the tuition or right. the expenses associated. I mean, we're talking about the tuition. There is also so, um, expenses associated with going to college that are, you know, major deterrents. And, you know, we have children and it's like um, I, my kids are going to college and a lot of it is going to be um, student loans and a lot of it is sure. going to be um, aid. And, 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 of course, I'm going to because the college is I mean, the student loan is not going to cover uh, food and all these other different. Well, so, let, me back up, let me back up because you're making some good points. I'll make sure I understand them, and then we got to check in with some traffic here. But so you say everyone who can get into school. Why would yes. a school turn down a student when they know that there's a big, fat federal guarantee, $35 billion slice of pie for every student to get in the door? Why would they ever? Why would they turn anybody down? It's it's. I don't know why they would turn them down, but I mm. promise you that sometimes. Okay, maybe let's not even talk about the turn down because I can't. But see, that's an important part because here's, here's, here's the deal. 
we know that if you make it cheaper, more people will buy something. That's just human nature. You know what I mean? Nobody used to have laptops. Now they're cheap. Everyone has a laptop. If you make college cheaper, more people will buy it. Well, that means that you have more students who weren't the exemplary students who are going in. No, it's not, but it's what I'm saying. You, it becomes, you're saying it's about attitude. You're saying that once we give, they're already right. asking for a college education, a two-year degree for things that didn't require. When I first worked for the government many years ago, mm-hmm. most of the people that I worked with, I had started college and I didn't finish. That's my fault. But um, most of the people that I worked with barely had a high school diploma. By the time I got on the job, they were accepting what I had as as college credits. Mm-hmm. Now they're asking for at least a year to two years and possibly, you know what I'm saying, they would prefer if you have an actual associate degree. So mm-hmm. it's not something, this is the way, this right. is the trend of the marketplace and, and regardless I'm to you, of whether and, or not and, these kids are And educated. Lisa, what I'm saying to you is that this is making that worse. So this is a part, in other words, the problem has always been we've made it too easy for marginal students to go to college. We made it too easy for people to hang out in college and party and have no outcome, and now you got a bunch of people with marginal degrees, you know, kind of mediocre degrees. This is I, only going to make that, that worse. A, yeah, I agree with that. I well, agree that Alicia, this country has this. made it very, Alicia, very easy for marginal students to go. But Alicia, i got to let you go, unfortunately, because we got to check traffic with Matt Dorn, the Havlin Special Traffic Center. Then I'm going to tell you, Alicia, my idea, which I think you're going to love, which will cost less money than we're spending now, and actually have better outcomes for more people. Michael Graham now. And the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. It's 949. I am Michael Graham. Thank you so much for letting me hang out with you today. You can reach me anytime, Michael at MichaelGraham.com. If you follow me on Twitter, I posted the link and everything to the Elect, Wrecked, or Deck. That's the hot new game. Forget marry and kill. Forget bed, wet, or mad, whatever the thing is. It's elect, wreck, or deck. Who would you like to elect President of the United States? Who would you like to get wrecked with? And who would you like to just punch right in the mouth? And the best answer in the confession hotline, 404-436-2007. That's 436-2007. Tickets to see Yes and Toto at Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, August 22nd. I just got a text from somebody going, oh, Right-wing talking points from Michael Graham again. Mediocre, mediocre student, students don't deserve an education, but clever ones do. Yes, exactly. You boom, ding, 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 ding. People who belong in college should go to college. It's a good thing. They belong there. They go, and it's great. People who don't belong in college, people I love, like my dad, who was a hardworking guy and eventually started his own business and was you know, successful. People like my son, who's not a college guy, he's working in construction right now, he's happy, he's making money, paying his own bills. They don't belong to, you're absolutely right. College for college kids, not college for everybody else to have meaningful work and meaningful lives, yes. So Alicia, who was saying, Michael, but people do deserve to go to college. Here's the deal. I, my, simple, my system is very, very simple. Take the money we're, we're wasting on grants, Uh, going to mediocre students for all the wrong reasons and take that same money and say to every kid in America, if you score in the top 10% on the SATs and you maintain a 3.8 average or higher in college, college will never cost you a penny. And then if you're while you're in college, maybe you're, you you dip down to like a three, whatever, five. And I, I don't have the exact, I mean, I need more data, but just use these numbers as examples. 
say it's down to a 3.5, then you'd have to pay back a certain percentage. Like every quarter or, you know, every semester you were at that lower, then int- it would convert from a, from a grant to a loan. So as to say you're a good student, but you're not perfect, but you're still one of the best. You're in the top 10%. You go to college, and then when you leave college, it either costs you nothing or maybe you had a couple bad semesters, you know, went through a heartbreak, whatever, you know, because life happens. And so you owe a few thousand dollars in loans. Boom. And then everybody else can just go to college. They can write a check. They can, you know, go out and, and borrow money in the private sector. They can do whatever. If, they, if you really want to go and you can get in, you can still go. But for the top 10%, you'll never, if you work hard and if you focus on your studies, you will never pay a penny. Now there, boom, ding, ding, ding. I just saved us a bunch of money because I cut the amount of money that we are giving away. And I actually made college better. Now what happens immediately when you do that? A bunch of mediocre students who are at four-year schools drop and go to a two-year school because that's really, you know what I'm saying, where their job, life, skill set matches. And a bunch of kids who are wasting time and filling class. Oh, my God, you ever been to a community college class? It's, it's, it's like a bus terminal with books. It's just scary. There, there are people who belong there. There are people who are older going back for secondary training. There are people who got their GED because they finally woke up and said, I don't want to be a loser drug guy all my life. And those people belong there, but they're surrounded by people who are just killing time. The killing time people go, go away and they go to work. That's my system. It doesn't cost money. It doesn't reward slackers who didn't save for college or who don't really belong there. It doesn't buy votes from millennials. It just makes America better. 844-404-1067. Anna is on. Thank you so much for the call, Anna. Go right ahead. Hi, Michael. I'd like to listen to you. Don't agree with you, especially right now. One, I think two, two good points I'm going to make. One, this will force college to be more affordable. What Hillary is saying that state college, not all colleges, not the for-profit colleges that you see on TV that charge $70,000 and then you can't get a job. She's saying state colleges will become more affordable. State colleges will get out of the for-profit business. That's not what a state institution was built for. It wasn't built for profit. So college has, I graduated with $80,000 in student debt, $80,000. And I have a master's degree. And I went to a public university Mm -hmm. in Florida. So there's no reason why I have a good job. I have a good paying job. Mm -hmm. But there's no reason why going to a state institution. And I graduated top 10% of my class. Mm -hmm. Got a scholarship. So what I'm saying is for some reason over the past 30 years or so, colleges have become so unaffordable for the for an average person oh, and, it's, it, and they need to get out of the for-profit business yeah. it doesn't mean that you're not a good student mm-hmm. my second point you're saying well, well, that let me students- stop well, well stop right there because you raised a very good point college costs have exploded far faster than almost any other part of the economy the stuff that college needs to run a college like computers they're a lot cheaper now uh, almost everything colleges used books you don't have any books anymore are cheaper and yet college for some reason has gone up eight times faster than everything else on average. Why? Because we keep pumping more money like Hillary wants to into the system, and the colleges just raise their prices to catch it. In fact, a July report from the New York Fed says that for every dollar that we Hillary, that we throw in in loans and aid, causes tuition to go up 65 cents. They basically just capture the new money. So you see what I'm saying? I hear your compassion, Anna, 
but you're not solving the problem because if you give people more free money, colleges will just take more students and the price will just go up for the people who don't get the free money. But it'll become more competitive. No, it won't because everyone's got free money. How is it competitive? If nobody's you want it competitive, you make people write a check. That's when the price starts going down because people start asking, do I really want to spend $80,000 on this? You see what I'm saying? I beg to differ. Okay. I beg to you don't differ. have to beg. I you can differ right away. I love differ. Differ is always <laughs> welcome. So go right ahead, Anna. How are you fixing the problem by driving prices up by pouring in more money? That just means that people who don't get the inside you know, skinny from Hillary have to write a bigger check. The price is going to go up even faster under your system. No, what will happen is that students will say, you know what, now I have the choice of going to not only Georgia State because I can afford it, I think I have to check the, the option to go mm-hmm. to Georgia State because guess what, they're offering a, a similar curriculum at a reasonable mm-hmm. price. Right. What's happening right now is colleges are getting into the for-profit business because people want to go. And that's my second point. You're saying all of a sudden mediocre students who never wanted to go to college, right. black through high school, all of a sudden are going to want to go. That's right. No, if you've been a mediocre student all your life and not and i think these students i think have benefited the world there are a lot of yes. students who created some great things who dropped out of college yep. but i'm saying is if you didn't have the drive to go to college in the first place as a d student or an f student you're not all of a sudden because it's low cost want to want to go to college because it's still time and investment and you still have to get out Anna, of college did you go to college to actually get an education is that why you went Well, Anna, that's why you're just missing the mark. You need to think back to college, those people who never came to class and were always hanging out in the quad and always kind of smelled kind of funky. And you just don't think, how many people agree with Anna that everybody wants to go to college to get an education? And how many people agree with me right now that you could take half the people out of college and dump them at an island frat party and their lifestyle would not significantly change? 844-404-1067. Man, the phones are jammed. We're going to keep this going. Plus, we are definitely going to do Donald Trump coming up. Hang on. 10 o'clock Trump. We'll get get him in there somewhere. I promise. Plus, people already lining up for their elect, rec, or deck. You'll be stunned to learn, Matt Dorr, that the person on number one on the deck list, his name rhymes with Cycle Ham. It's 10.06 on News Radio 106.7. Oh, yeah. Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women. So glad that you are here. And I am also the number one answer for deck in the new game. Ouch. Elect. Wrecked. I'm so wasted. Or deck. That is the question for you as you look at people in the media, politics, uh, in the world. Who would you most like to make president of the United States? Who would you most like to go out and get wrecked with on a Saturday night? And who would you most like to uh, punch right in the mouth? And number one with a bullet for punch right in the mouth is me. Your host, MC, and star of the show, Michael Graham. So glad you're here. Email michael at michaelgraham.com. Yes, we're going to talk Trump coming up. Absolutely. Right now we're talking about Hillary Clinton's new plan to roll out $350 billion in higher taxes so that nobody has to borrow money to go to college. Today, I'm announcing my plan to put college within reach for everyone. We're calling it 
the new college compact. Under the new college compact, no student should have to borrow to pay tuition at a public college or university. Schools will have to control their costs and show more accountability to their students. The federal government will increase its investment in education and will not profit any longer off of student loans. And everyone, everyone who already has student debt will be able to refinance it at lower rates. So a uh, lot of reaction at 844-404-1067. And uh, I, I'm just very, very quickly, I, I hate this idea because, number one, you already have too many people going to college. Subsidizing it more means more you know, marginal students who show up and fill our classrooms. Ask, ask your friends who are serious about college. Uh, how many other people in their class, what percentage, are also serious about college? Second reason I hate it is because so many responsible parents have done the right thing, and this basically makes chumps out of them. Third reason I hate it is it will drive up the cost of college. That's the brand-new study that just came out. Every time we put a dollar in aid or subsidized loans, colleges just raise their tuition by 65 cents to catch that money. So it will actually hurt the people who will end up writing their uh, are trying to write their own checks for college. Plus, too many people are already going to college now. 844-404-1067. Russ, you're on the air. Thanks so much for the call. Hi, Michael. Hi. I heard a news report, I don't know, a year ago or so, and it was about Harvard University. Mm-hmm. And it said that they had raised their prices a lot of money. It was something outrageous, like 100000 a year or something like that. I can't remember that exact amount. Mm-hmm. But it also said, I do remember this, that Harvard had billions of dollars in the bank. That's right. Billions of dollars. And they also would not release the salaries that they paid their professors. Now, that bothers me more than this thing Hillary's proposing. But that's not your your money. That's Harvard's money. So that's between them and their customers. It's, it's, by the way, $61,000 for room, board, and fees combined just so you know. And they do have a huge, massive amount. But what do you, I mean, that's that's not us, man. That's Harvard and that's their people. If, if you want to write a check for $61,000 to go to Harvard on Harvard's money with Harvard's endowment, that's fine. This is your our money, us as taxpayers and uh, marginal students who would love to spend four or five years, you know, learning to turn any cylindrical object into a bong. And they're going to leave and they're going to get the same job as the assistant manager at a, you know, TGI Fridays as they were going to have before. And nothing against being the assistant manager at a TGI Fridays. I've been to many restaurants where I wish they had a competent assistant manager to keep things going on. It's just college was not of value compared to the debt that the kids left with. The solution is not to tell the kids, well, just go anyway, and we'll take care of the debt because we'll just raise taxes. Taylor, you're on the air. Thank you so much for the call. Right ahead. Uh, yeah, Michael, I'm a longtime fan. Um I am 22 years old, and quite honestly, I'm ashamed to say that I'm a part of the millennial generation. Why is that? I have uh, been working my butt off, I feel like, since I was about 17. I tried college. I went for six months, decided it wasn't for me, because I found out that when I was working a full-time job, I was surrounded by people who were trying to pay rent, trying to make something of themselves, even though it was just a a grocery store. Mm -hmm. These people took life seriously. When I went to college, it was all about the party. I was surrounded by morons, I felt like. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to put myself higher no, than anyone else mean, yeah. by any means. But, I mean, the, let me, let me the stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Let me stop right there. The, uh, to be honest, let's be honest. 
a, a typical class, you look around the classroom of a, like a 100 or 200 level class, what percentage are there because they want to be in college, they want to learn, you know, whatever, and how many are just there because, well, my mom said I had to go or I'm just here to party? Oh, man, I would, I, I mean, giving them the benefit of the doubt, I'd say 20% take it seriously, and Ooh. the other 80 are just, I mean, just Ouch. there to drink and party. And that was my experience anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, like I said, I paid for myself to go to college for six months. I've worked a full-time job since I was 17, and it just wasn't for me. That's my own fault. But, I mean, it's just, it blew my mind. I thought I was going to be surrounded by people of, I, 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 came, I kind of came to the conclusion that, Education is not, it doesn't produce intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's just like you said, it's just people wasting time, just killing time, doing what they're told. And, uh, or there know, are, people, or there are just, people, wait, 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 there are people who belong there. They're motivated. They want to be there. They either want to learn for the sake of learning or sure. they have a job like, you know, they want to be an engineer or whatever. So they are there too. And the problem I have is students who are motivated, Taylor, get swamped by the other students. And so if you really care about these kids, you will ignore Hillary Clinton completely i promised you donald trump on the tens so coming up uh steve hayes you see him on fox news all the time he's going to give us his take michael graham now and the kimmer at noon on news radio 1067 it's 10 17 oh yeah michael graham well welcome this morning the lovely and talented steve hayes from the weekly standard and fox news so steve the question is where is the race right now so as of today, where are you on the Trump inevitably fades versus Trump is potentially a GOP nominee? Well, everything I've read about political history tells me he, he fades, mm-hmm. tells me this goes away, tells me this isn't sustainable. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't know anything. Uh, he's not studying anything. He refuses to, to prepare for debates. He talks in generalities that are sometimes so absurd they're insulting. I mean, if you look, I, I wrote an article for the Weekly Standard last night looking at the three policy answers that he gave in the debate last week. He said he now wants to talk about politics. I said, okay, let's, let's treat him as a serious candidate. So I went and looked at the three policy answers he gave. One was an, uh, a question about what he would do with Mexico and asking for evidence that the Mexican government was actually sending their rapists uh, and murderers to the United States. He couldn't provide any and basically stumbled through the answer. The second was on single-payer health care, which he embraced. He said it works. It works in Canada. It works in Scotland. He said it might not work here, and then he talked a little about uh, selling insurance across state lines, which is a good idea, but never reconciled. The, the difference between why competition is uh, necessary here in the United States and more of it would be helpful to solve our problems and why it's not necessary and works great. Oh. Uh, and the third question was on Iran, and I won't even attempt to describe his answer on that. It was <laughs> utter gibberish. I mean, it literally made no sense. And it was a very straightforward question. I mean, there was this question about Qasem Soleimani, the Iranian general, having taken a trip to Russia violated sanctions, problems, uh, both with respect to Iran and with respect to Russia, having received him, a straightforward question about how you'd respond. He said nothing. Well, I have to say that uh, I have to say that uh, saying you're going to solve the um, problem of Iran and it's uh, returning to Russia by attacking Megyn Kelly did not. I, I have to admit, I didn't follow that one either. And it's interesting now watching how the media are treating Donald Trump. I, I, I watched a Fox and Friends interview this morning, and I swear it looked like the interviewers you could see out of the corner of their eye someone holding their family members hostage off camera. 
I mean, they were so, and tell us, Mr. Trump, why are you so wonderful again? And the interview I saw later on CNN wasn't significantly different. I mean, are, are the media now afraid of the Trump supporters to the point that they're thinking maybe we got to find a getaway on the ban- way get on the bandwagon so we can get us a piece of that 26 million viewers from the debate Thursday night? Well, look, I mean, Fox and Friends. To be fair to them, they've been very friendly to Trump. Going back to well before he was a candidate. Wait, wait, wait. I thought they were trying to destroy. I thought they were trying to destroy him. I could have sworn that Donald Trump just spent the weekend saying Fox is trying to destroy him at the hands of Roger (laughs) Ailes. Right, right. Now, Fox and Friends has been friendly to Donald Trump to well before he was even running for president. The on the broader question, though, I mean, look, there's a huge double standard at at work right now. Um, You know, what other candidate can call into the Sunday morning talk shows? And do phone interviews with, you know, get, get that kind of exposure, that time of kind of airtime without having to show up actually in person. And, you know, it should be noted, Donald Trump uh, live works awfully close to the studio. So he lives <laughs> in the media capital of the world, and yet he can't be bothered to make the short trip to actually appear in person to do some of these shows. Um, and, you know, the other candidates, if I were the other candidates, I'd be chafing at the fact that he gets to do this and they don't. The other part of the conversation is the Donald Trump supporters. And there's a lot of conversation about whatever you do, don't, uh, you know, un, uh, imply that the supporters are doing something foolish or silly by backing him. I read a fascinating piece at the Weekly Standard by a certain Stephen Hayes that made a very different argument. What should the response be from people who think that these reporters really are backing someone who makes no sense? Or when you see, as I'm so sorry, I see quite a bit in my uh, uh, Twitter feed, etc., you know, uh, conversations from the kind of white supremacy, what about white people end of the spectrum coming in to defend right. Donald Trump. Should we just ignore who these defenders are and ignore what they're saying and simply say, well, one day he'll be gone and they'll have to do something else? No, and I think it's very important to make a, a distinction here. It, uh, there is no doubt that there is massive frustration with both Democrats and Republicans from Republican rank and file Republicans, conservative movement types about what's happened in Washington, particularly what's happened with the leadership of the Republican Party in Washington. Trump would like you to believe that he's, in effect, uh, different. He's a departure from politics as usual. He is not, in fact, a departure from politics as usual. In fact, he does the very thing that everyday ordinary politicians do. He just does it bigger and louder and sometimes more luxuriously. Uh, You know, Donald Trump flip-flops like regular politicians. In fact, more than regular politicians. He whines like regular (laughs) politicians. He uses straw men like regular politicians. He makes up statistics like regular politicians. Donald Trump is basically a regular politician on steroids. And the idea that (laughs) conservatives would turn to Donald Trump to solve their problems makes absolutely no sense. So I understand the frustration. I understand people who are disaffected. I understand even the anger. What I don't understand is why anyone in their right mind or who can read and listen would turn to Donald Trump as the solution to those problems. Uh, And, you know, I feel like a Bernie Sanders supporter. Uh, And uh, that seems weird, Steve. But think about you're a Bernie Sanders supporter and you show up at a Bernie Sanders rally because you're really interested in his ideas. And, you know, finally, you've got a candidate who really does reflect your ideas. And then what happens? Some activists in a movement that has some legitimate complaints 
show up and they scream and yell and end the conversation. And that's what it's like, I think, to be a Republican this cycle where you finally have these fascinating candidates. If you're a libertarian leaning guy like me, you, know, you get to hear some Rand Paul. If you're, uh, you know, if you're interested in uh, you know, breaking the government union stranglehold, you're interested in Walker and Ruby, all these people. And just to the time that I'm ready to have this real grown up conversation, these screaming kids show up and end the whole conversation. I happen to believe that the majority of the crowd is as annoyed as I am, but I'm starting to wonder. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that they are. I mean, look, this this could be this could be a, a very interesting moment in American political history. Are we at the point where, in fact, policy and ideas don't matter really as much as? Uh, you know, TV and shouting. Sure. And, you know, certainly certainly some people would say that we passed that point a long time ago. I like to give voters more credit than that. I mean, I do think to a certain extent people – it matters what politicians say. It matters what ideas they support. And certainly in the context of the times, uh, I think it off, often changes elect, electoral outcomes. But, you know, Donald Trump isn't offering policies right now. He is sort of anti-policy uh, to the extent that he's saying anything. He's, you know, shouting at his opponents, often shouting at Republicans and choosing not to shout at Hillary Clinton, I would add, or boasting about himself. So he's not talking about policy. He keeps saying he wants to talk about policy. But then in the very next sentence, literally, he did this in the Meet the Press interview this weekend, said, I got to get back to policy because I'm awesome and my jobs (laughs) plan would be great. But that's not a jobs plan. It is interesting how much time he spends trashing Republicans. He actually promoted that smear of you know Jeb Bush when Jeb Bush misspoke and meant to talk about abortion funding and he used the phrase women's health. And there's Donald Trump attacking Jeb Bush this way that you'd expect an MSNBC host to attack him. I mean, attacking you know Fox News uh, the way that you are you're used to hearing people in the New York Times attack Fox News. I, once again, I just want is are the people are supporting him. Apparently, they don't ever hear a single word. Do they have the TV on mute, Steve? Is that what's going on here? Well, you know, they they might. I mean, there was a very interesting moment uh, on in Fox and Friends interview this morning. Um, you know, he was asked a question, a general question, a broad question about how he's doing in Iowa, mm-hmm. and Trump chose to take that question. And beat the heck out of Scott Walker. And he used what I consider to be discredited Democratic talking points about Walker and a projected $2.2 billion deficit. Shows you that Trump has done his homework on Walker. He may not be studying to come up with his own policy proposals, but he knows the details. He knew that Wisconsin was, according to Trump, uh, the 38th ranked state country in terms of productivity and job growth. Uh, So he's done his research on Scott Walker, and he used that very open-ended question about Iowa to go after Scott Walker in a very tough way. A moment later, he was asked about Hillary Clinton, and she basically insulted him yesterday at a news conference in Exeter, New Hampshire, when she was asked why she went to his wedding. And she said, basically, I thought it would be entertaining, but wow, he's a presidential candidate. Now it's really troubling. Now, Donald Trump, who goes after anybody who even hints at an insult of him, said nothing at all critical about Hillary Clinton basically laughed it off, said, I guess she didn't, I guess she feels differently now, ha, 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 and then turns his answer into an attack on Jeb Bush for raising $114 million. I mean, it it was a striking moment, I think, because you have one open-ended question where Trump chooses to go after Scott Walker. You have a question that clearly sets up a Trump response to Hillary Clinton, and he chooses to take it and go after Jeb Bush. 
And that was Steve Hayes that caught up earlier this morning. That's his take on where we are with Donald Trump. Love to hear your, yours at 844-404-1067. Plus, don't forget, we're playing elect, wrecked, or decked. Deck, who would you elect President of the United States? Who would you love to get wrecked with on a Saturday night going out partying? Or who would you punch right in the mouth and deck? You tell me. I'm Michael Graham. Good morning, it's 1035. I am Michael Graham. Welcome to the show. So glad that you are here. The phone number, 844-404-1067. So you just heard from uh, Steve Hayes uh, from Fox News Channel uh, about uh, the Donald and about uh, how he's not sure what's going to happen, that everything in political history says that a guy like the Donald would just kind of fade away. And you heard me in my complaint that I feel like a Bernie Sanders fan at that rally this weekend, remember, where they all show up and they're really interested in their guy because, you know, they finally have somebody, they, a true believer, not a Hillary Clinton who's just a, you know, hack. So they finally got somebody they believe in and they show up to hear their true believer. And what happens? These loonies shout down the stage and the conversation ends. And that's how I feel with all these great candidates running, great candidates like uh, Scott Walker, Marco Rubio, Christi, uh, uh, Carla Fiorina, uh, even Rand Paul, if you're a libertarian and lean that way, as I, as I do. And and there are other reasons to like other candidates. If you're a foreign policy hawk and run, I really push him in the punch him in the eye. You got Lindsey Graham. And if you're, you know, if you are part of the evangelical movement, you've got Ted Cruz, Mike Huckabee, Dr. Ben Carson. They're all there. They're all ready to be heard. Can't hear him. Sorry, because the whole conversation is being shouted down by the Donald and the Donald Trump show. It's very, very frustrating. Do you, th- do you think that's a fair analysis at 844-404-1067? Now, what about something that he pointed out that you've got Donald Trump trashing Republicans far more than you have Donald Trump taking on his good friend Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. Here's Donald Trump uh, talking about Jeb Bush. Now, I'm no Jeb Bush fan, but Jeb Bush could, in fact, be the Republican nominee, here's Donald Trump. I think that when Jeb Bush made the statement on women's health issues that, you know, he wouldn't fund them, he, they, you wouldn't need the kind of money, they were talking about $500 billion, mm-hmm. you wouldn't need that kind of money, when that actually, relatively speaking, is peanuts compared to the kind of money spent on lots of other things. I think that was a terrible mistake that he made, and I think he's the one that has to apologize to women. Now, I will say this. Uh, he has gone back. He said, I misspoke. He said, meaning not me, he. Right. He said that he misspoke. Well, that's an awfully big issue to misspoke. I will be so good to women. I cherish women. <laughs> he cherishes women. Um, and uh, so you heard. So, so you know what happened? Jeb Bush, misspo- he did misspeak. He was meant to talk about abortion and funding abortion. Why are we giving any money to Planned Parenthood? They're an abortion mill. And everybody knows that Jeb Bush misspoke. Hillary jumps on it and twisted his words to say he doesn't want women to see doctors. Jeb Bush wants to make women, you know, chained to a stove, having babies on the floor in the linoleum right there in the kitchen. That's the kind of smear that you get from MSNBC, Hillary Clinton, and the Donald. There's the Donald smearing Jeb Bush. Now, once again, Jeb Bush is near the bottom of my list, somewhere down there with Pataki. Um. 
But I'm, you got the Donald Trump using Democrat talking points. His attack on uh, Scott Walker, which was totally bogus, um, about uh, the economy. This, the economy is doing better under Scott Walker. The budget is doing far better under Scott Walker. Uh, Donald Trump is using uh, Democratic talking points to smear Scott Walker. Then when he gets asked about, asked about Hillary, oh, Hillary, well, Hillary's fine, whatever. Now, um, uh, so... He's, I'll, I'll put it this way. Donald Trump says he cherishes women. So far, the only woman I see him cherishing is Mrs. Bill Clinton. I cherish women. I want to help women. I'm going to do things for women that no other candidate will be able to do. Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. Uh, so, so there's uh, Donald Trump was cherishing Hillary Clinton, not as big a fan of Donald Trump. Uh, she's um, she's a little confused about all this love. You know, it's entertainment. I mean, look, it's all entertainment. He's, you know, I mean, I think he's having the time of his life, you know, being up on that stage, saying whatever he wants to say, getting people excited, both for and against him. Yeah, that's Hillary, and uh, so she's watching the Donald Trump show just kind of dazzled and amazed. This is my favorite part, is when Hillary gets asked about the wedding thing. Listen to this woman. I asked my wife last night, because my wife's totally, you know, she's kind of mellow in politics as we follow it. I said, ignore who's talking. Ignore the topic. Just look at, there's a lady answering a question. Is this lady telling you the truth? I didn't know him that well. I mean, I knew him. I knew knew him, and uh, I happened to be planning to be in Florida, and I thought it'd be fun to go to his wedding because it's always entertaining. Now that he's running for president, it's a little more troubling. I, I knew him. I got you. You know what I hear, Matt? I hear like you know the guy who comes home from work. You didn't tell me that Sally from accounting was going on that trip. I mean, I don't really know Sally. I mean, I know you know. I mean, she works down the other end of the building. I don't. I don't. That uh, uh, Tug at the collar. I don't know what you mean about that. I don't know. She is so lying. She is. So like I said before, Hillary may not cherish Donald, but Donald cherishes Hillary, and she's the only woman apparently he does cherish. It's very hard for them because I'm so good looking. I cherish women. I want to help women. I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of her. Well, Rosie O'Donnell's disgusting. I mean, both inside and out. Drop to your knees. You've called women dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. What a stiff. It's 1042. I'm Michael Graham. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Good morning, it's 1047. Uh, yeah, Michael Graham. So much talk, so little time. But if you can't get in, you can always call the confession hotline at 404. 404- 436-2007, and someone's going to win a pair of tickets to see Yes and Toto at the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater August 22nd. The best call into the confession hotline, 
or you can, uh, and, and the way to win is have the best call. And today on the uh, on the confession hotline, we're playing elect, wrecked, or deck. You take three names, and you can pick. And, and uh, soccer boy, jump at me on this because you're more in the uh, Mary love uh, kill demo. So, what would be like for Mary bleep kill? What would what, what are three names that would commonly come up? Uh, Kate Upton. Mm-hmm. You're playing with nice uh, people. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. And, and, see, see like what I Oprah. get. See what I get is I get like. Rosie O'Donnell, um, uh, you know, I'm just who horrifying women are. You know, you know, it's all it's all bad choices. I rarely get the three good choices. Like, would it be you know Kate Upton or Giselle Bundchen or whoever? You know, I get the horrible. Yes, uh, Brandon, who who are the choices? Rosie O'Donnell, Candy Crowley, Barbara right. Walters. Yeah, exactly. Bed there wet, go. dead. That's, go ahead. There's that's scary. That's scary. So. Uh, we're trying to do the same thing with politics or the media on uh, the Confession Hotline, 404-436-2007. So it could still be Candy Crowley. You could, it could yes. Candy Crowley or... Um, uh, Michaela Pereira who, from CNN New Day. <laughs> that's mean. You're Mama mean. June? Or Mama June? Ah! You can't put one. Mama June. But, then, but see, we're doing different because we're doing elect... Rex or Deck. Who I think like, that works for who would you like, also. Who would you like to make president of the United States? Who would you like to go out and perform on a Saturday night and get wrecked, totally wrecked with? And who would you like to just punch right in the mouth? So you, but you can, but the game usually works. You pick your own three names, yes. right? And you try to challenge other people. So that's what they they can yeah. also leave the challenge on the confession exactly. hotline and we'll play. Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's true too. You could give it to me. You could throw me the challenge. But like, for example, if you said uh, Donald Trump, George Pataki. Or Hillary Clinton. I'd be in a real... Tough. Oh, the worst one is the one I have up on my Facebook right now. Trump, Hillary, Jeb. That's really, really tough. Who's got I the most uh, just extra cash in their wallet? Exactly. I mean, you got to par. I guess you party with Trump. Because wherever Trump goes, there's going to be a Trump party. I guess that's how yeah, you do Trump it. Yeah, Trump could probably so that's gotta be it. Around. Yeah, but which one would I want to be president? Ah. Oh. Uh, and they both, it's, it's really, it's, it's or tough. Or do you get wrecked with Hillary just no. for something to there happen no and you can wreck. hang it over her head? She wouldn't, it's, it's, she wouldn't get wrecked. She wouldn't party. She'd be a buzzkill. She'd be, you know, down. The worst wrecked would be Michelle Obama because it would all be, how many calories are in that? Why aren't you drinking Michelob Ultra? What is this? Eh. I can ima- imagine Michelle Obama in her day got turned up. Uh, probably back in her day, but you know how she is now. She's all Miss Nanny State, you know, be good. That would be no fun. So, uh, elect, wrecked, or deck, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton. Probably decking Hillary. <laughs> Why does it always work out that Hillary gets decked? I want to get wrecked with Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're stuck. Process, we're stuck with Obama president. See, this is why it's hard. This is why it's hard. Three uh, feet for him. So uh, is that? The, I'm trying to think, now. What for women? For women, what's the worst bedwetter, dead or whatever you guys call that? What's what? What would be a bad? You know, a tough one for women. You throw out Donald Trump. What well, wouldn't he be like president? Just like you know, well, the world just in, thing. His, yeah. in history, Donald Trump would be oh, one yes. of them. <laughs> Uh, uh, I thought about it that way. Michael Moore. Yeah, Michael Moore would be a tough one. Absolutely. That would be very tough. And Chris Brown. Every Chris, woman uh, hates anything that Chris, Chris Brown. involved yeah, Chris Brown. Yeah, so that scary. would be an interesting bedwetter dad. Uh, there is no male Mama June, is there? Because Mama June kind of is like, she She's just stops the conversation. Right. She stops. Well, does she really qualify as any gender? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, how does she identify? Yeah. 
Okay, here you go. Bed, wet, or dead. This is for you. Mama June, um, uh, RuPaul, or Caitlyn Jenner? And Caitlyn Jenner. What do you... There are no right answers. <laughs> I'm betting Mama June. That's probably the only natural ah, woman in there. Ah, <laughs> um, ah, it stops right there. So we're looking for the similar challenge questions. And it doesn't really, I mean, Mama we June. say politics and media, whatever. We can throw anybody in. But that is the question. A list of three names. One of them has to be elected president. One of them has to party with you and get wrecked. And one of them you punch in the mouth. And you can email me, michael at michaelgram.com, or use the hashtag... Uh, elect, wrecked, or deck, or you can uh, go to my blog, and it's all there as well. Uh, speaking of the people running for president, John wants to talk about uh, the Donald. John, you're on the air. Well, Michael, I agree with you that uh, with your selection of, of different choices, <laughs> but you're also part of the problem mm-hmm. for, with, with Trump. Are you giving him the airtime for free like everybody mm-hmm. else is? The only way to deflate this guy is to take him off the stage. Stop giving him a mic. That might be the case is to leave his uh, claims as answers in uh, unanswered. You know, his I mean, his his, you know, his his politics unanswered. like he wants to invade the Middle East with boots on the ground and have American soldiers on the ground defending oil fields for America. I don't think there are a lot of people who know that. Maybe we shouldn't tell people that or maybe we should. That is the real, you know, I'm saying the real uh, uh, division. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, he's not spending any money. He's he's getting all this free mm-hmm. advertising sure. and, what, and keeping him up there in the polls. Yeah, but and, I think if you're listening to my is, show, not- I don't know that if you're listening to my show, you're going to be more likely to support him, I guess. I guess, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the facts that we're giving out about Donald Trump, I'm not sure that he's happy that those facts are are getting out. To me, the most, everything you need to know about Donald Trump is in two sentences. One sentence, I am open to running as a third-party candidate, and killing the Republican Party and electing Hillary. Now, that's number one. He's open to doing that. Number two, uh, I, you know, I, I, Hillary's a friend of mine. I'm a supporter of Hillary. I love Hillary. Those two, the fact that you know that he's tight with Hillary and that he was third-party, what What are you thinking? I just don't get it. 844-404-1067. Hillary also mentioned another uh, issue in her thoughts yesterday. And that uh, was what's going on in Ferguson. My thoughts are once again with the people of Ferguson as they mark this painful anniversary. uh, And in light of the continuing violence, you know, violence has no place in our streets. uh, And we should all be working for uh, peace and justice there and everywhere in our country. The way she talks about it is like this violence is just kind of floating down to the streets like snow, you know, like this. Like a meteorite of violence just happened to strike. I saw headlines yesterday, more violence, you know, protesters rise up as more violence hits streets. It makes it sound like, oh my gosh, evil, violent cops are out there violenting and the protesters rise. No, no, that's completely backwards. The cops are standing around trying to protect property and people and then protests start and then violence starts too. The protesters are not all violent, not even close. I'm not saying that at all, but where the protesters go, violence follows. And the dad of the uh, uh, guy who shot at the cops and ended up dead. And uh, I have a very simple system. As you all know, I am not a knee-jerk cop supporter. I believe in citizens first, citizens first, government second. But having said that, a very simple system. You shoot at cops, you end up dead. Completely reasonable to me, absolutely. You put a quarter in the machine, out comes the soda. You point a gun at a cop, out comes a bullet at your head. 
That's how it's supposed to work. I have no sympathy for people who shoot at cops. Do I have sympathy for people who are drunk and just being stupid and end up dead? Absolutely. Do I have problems with people who idiotically choose to run and end up dead? Absolutely. But do I have sympathy for guys who, and, and they, we, this, this isn't a, a dispute thing. They've shown the bullet holes in the windshields where the 18-year-old punk was shooting. He's dead. Or he's not dead. He's in the hospital. But that's how it's supposed to work. His dad says it's not fair because the cops were playing clothes. And so it wasn't fair. What do you mean doesn't fair? What is like a, this isn't a game of, you know, Stratego or something here. What do you mean it's not fair? He didn't know. So what, you, it wasn't fair. He, if he, had, he didn't, he couldn't tell they were cops. If only they were wearing the uniforms, he wouldn't have shot at them. So they tricked me into shooting at them. No, dude, if you're shooting at people, bad things happen. <laughs> undercover cops, or not undercover even, but just plainclothes cops are not trickery. Do you not watch Law and Order, for crying out loud? Do you not watch? I mean, where, who are these people? And that's what makes me so frustrated. I am so ready to be part of fixing the problem, and I can't fix the problem because these loony extremists in the Black Lives Matters movement are at it just nuts. They're just nuts. And if I could get them to calm down, I would turn around and I'd have other nuts going, the cops are always right. I'm glad he shot them. We need more shooting. (sighs) Meanwhile, there's the natural truth. Normal people who just want America to be the best place and the happiest place it can be. I'm trying to be one of them. I'm Michael Graham. It'd be fun to go to his wedding because it's always entertaining. Now that he's running for president, it's a little more troubling. Kylie Jenner got a little gray, beautiful, fluffy rabbit and named it Bruce. I don't care. This family, I'm sick of this family. I just got back from a weekend at the beach with my husband and my three kids. Did anything happen in the news while I was gone? Anything? Did I miss anything? This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. Uh, It's an interesting concept, but it's a little funny. I mean, in a sense, it's like, would you like to have a probation? Would you like a life sentence? Good morning, 1106 and News Radio 106.7. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River. So glad that you are part of the conversation here at Atlanta's largest diner table everybody talks everybody's welcome 844-404-1067 i want i'm not here to tell you what you should think or what you're supposed to do i'm here to tell you what i really think and see about the world can't wait to hear what you see that i don't and then we can have fun and get smart together the phone number 844-404-1067 in about half an hour your chance to win free lunch will be coming up in the lunch line Uh, taste of atlanta is returning for its 14th year to uh, to Atlanta, obviously. And so we're going to send you to the Village Tavern as part of tasteofatlanta.com. Uh, and to me, the there are all kinds of difficult questions you're faced with. You just heard us talking about the game, Mary, Love or Kill, uh, the new game that we're playing for the Confession Hotline, Elect, Wrecked, or Deck. But uh, talk about the ultimate dilemma that this guy was offered by a judge after being together over a year 
in February, a fight between Jostin and Elizabeth's ex-boyfriend landed Jostin face-to-face -face with a misdemeanor assault charge. In July, Jostin appeared here in the Smith County Courthouse before Judge Randall Rogers. According to court transcripts, Judge Rogers first asked, is she worth it? about the fight that Jocelyn says started after the ex said disrespectful things about Elizabeth. I said, well, you know, to be honest, sir, I was raised with four sisters, and if any man was talking to a woman like that, I, I would probably do the same thing. Judge Rogers responded, one of the provisions to stay on my probation is you're going to have to marry her, meaning Elizabeth, within 30 days. Tie the knot or spend 15 days in jail. Jostin said he feared losing his job if he spent two weeks behind bars, so the two set a date. Is a court order to get married legal? No, you, you can't uh, offer probation or a marriage. In a sense, it's like, would you like to have a probation or would you like a life sentence? Well, it, probation or life sentence, that is the question. 844-404-1067. Guys, knowing what you know about being married, what would you have told 21-year-old Justin Bundy to do? Would you have said uh, marriage or jail? The ring or the county lockup? Uh, you tell me, because this is the, the, the challenge he faced. They had a hastily arranged marriage at the courthouse. So Bundy stayed out of jail. They posted the news up on Facebook. And they are now Mr. and Mrs. Justin Bundy because a judge ordered them to get married. 844-404-1067. Did Justin make the right decision? And ladies, what do you think? I mean, if you were talking to a guy, yeah, I want to marry you. Why? Because the judge told me to. What would your reaction be? Is this a marriage that you would willingly be a part of? Or would you go, no, I don't want to get married that way. Or are there some guys that are just so dense that they need the judge to smack them upside the head and say, come on, marry her. Uh, so you, what if you had been the person facing this sentence, what would your answer have been, ladies and gentlemen? 844-404-1067. The bride is totally fine with the outcome, CNN reports. What does that say about marriage? What does that say right there? Am I the only person, by the way, who's creeped out by these Bachelor and Bachelorette shows? I know smart people that I admire who obsess with these shows. They complete everything about them just makes my skin crawl. You're, you're organizing a wedding, essentially a marriage on television. Ah, it does not work for me. That's one of the reasons why the game uh, Marry, Love, or Kill is so eerily compelling for me it's like a train wreck and while we've come up with our own version for politics elect wrecked or deck who would you elect president of the united states who would you go out and get wrecked with and who would you punch in the mouth the confession hotline 404-436-2007 oh and something else while uh i was listening to the news i got a text from my dad my over in south carolina west columbia south carolina and all it says because he knows this is all he has to say to set me off gas $1.99. Ah! Could someone explain this to me? I was just over in South Carolina for the weekend in Atlanta, but to fill up before I left, $2.59 a gallon. That was not the most expensive that I saw. In fact, I saw 10 cents more down the street, $2.59 a gallon. I get to South Carolina, $2.15. Where the hell? 44 cents? What, what, what is it? Why? 
Why is it? My dad's paying a buck ninety nine a gallon right now in West Columbia. What's the cheapest you've seen around here? Maybe two twenty nine. Maybe if you're lucky. Am I wrong? Why is it thirty cent? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like soup. That would be the cheapest I've seen. I haven't seen it that cheap. Why the heck is it? 30, 40 cents a gallon difference just driving across the state line. I, if someone is, I, I've been told that it, uh, that uh, there's uh, nothing that the state of Georgia is doing is causing this. The taxes aren't the problem. The government policy is not the problem. I'm like, well, I don't know, man. You get that stupid Atlanta blend. They have to cook up. I don't know. So if you happen to, if you can explain to me why my dad is getting to gloat over me like this on a regular basis, 844-404-1067. Also, which sentence would you take from a court of law? Marriage or jail? You tell me. Yep. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Stop the rock. Stop the rock. Stop it's 1118. Michael Graham, don't forget the confession hotline. Waiting for your calls at 404-436-2007. If you want to comment on anything we've talked about on the show today, your hopes, your fears, your snarky comments. Also, uh, politicians or media people in the game uh, elect, wreck, or deck. Uh, And we also uh, will be uh, doing the the confession hotline at the bottom of the hour as well, sending somebody to Village Tavern for lunch. Right now we're talking about a couple different things. One is... A judge gave a 21-year-old man the decision, jail or marriage. And the other thing is my dad mocking me by texting over he paid a buck ninety-nine for gas this morning. Why? Why is it so much more expensive? I don't get it. And there's nothing weird about it. It's not like the gas has to travel over the mountains or something. I'm like, I just, uh, it's so frustrating. Every time I go to South Carolina, I go, crap. Uh, let's go to Marvin. Marvin, the judge says, ma- marriage or jail? What do you pick? First of all, I would love to know his attorney because <laughs> the guy is ill-equipped to be married at 21 years of age. No kidding. I would have, you know, my thinking here I am 63, I would have thought about, well, let me say yes or no. Well, if I said no, I'd appeal it because, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. I mean, the first thought that came to my mind was, oh, hell no. Right. No way. That's crazy. Now, you know. I'm in my second marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I I made a great choice because I said, God, I've already messed up. Right. Don't put another woman in my face unless it's the one you want me to marry. 18 years later, I've had one argument with my wife. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. I, I've only had one but, argument with my wife, too, but it's been it started the day we got married. It's still not over. So uh, the, so so you're telling me if you if the judge said marriage or jail, you'd take jail. Well, you know, think about it. If you go to jail, if you lost a job at 21, right. he can get another job. Absolutely. But that's crazy. Well, he'll probably end up back in jail if they've already had that kind of a fight. No kidding. He'll end up back in jail. She'll end up in the crawl space under the house. That's the problem here. 844-404-1067. Marriage or jail, what would you take? Wayne, you're on the air with Michael Graham. I think the guy was thinking ahead of the game, uh, there's going to be a sex life involved, and I think you made the right decision. <laughs> the sex life in marriage slightly better than the sex life in jail? More than likely. More yeah. than yeah. likely, yes, Wayne. By the way, that's the kind of call that belongs in the confession hotline, 
2007. In the time since we've been chatting here in my uh, Twitter feed, Chris, Michael, paid 205 for gas in North Alabama. Uh, Maggie, Michael, 239 up on the North Shore in Massachusetts. Don't you miss it? Uh, and then someone who's, I don't know what his name is here. Tennessee also, less than two bucks a gallon for gas. Why? Why are we so paying so much? I, Matt Door covers his roads. He's going to have to get the answer to this question for me. I'm going to check in with him later. Uh, first, Corey, marriage or jail? Which do you choose? Well, I, I would have, um, you know, I think it was a, it's a trap either way. I think the first serious <laughs> argument they have Right. She's going to bring it up. You married me just because <laughs> the judge said so. It's going to be, as Donald Trump would say, a huge argument. Because, you know, women never forget anything, right, Corey? Nothing at all. Yeah, Ever. they. everything you did, no matter how long ago, it happened right now when you're fighting. It just happened. You did it five minutes. It doesn't matter how long ago. And then there was that time I caught you looking at my sister's legs. Don't tell me you weren't looking at her legs in a swimsuit. I, I, what you, that was 13 years ago. I know. So, yeah, not not a good idea. 844-404-1067. Frank is on the air. Frank, thanks for the call. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm calling about the gas prices going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my understanding, from what just you know I've heard, is that they're going up because they're trying to tax us more for the roads mm-hmm. because apparently Georgia went from ninth nicest state, according to, you know, just roads, you know, having them nice to 13th. They're trying to make the roads better, but and I understand improving our roads, but I, maybe you know more on this about the how much marijuana they just found in the state of Georgia right. over a hundred thousand dollars worth. Oh, million! We have millions of dollars. Oh, okay. Staged. Excuse Absolutely. me. Even better yeah. for my point. What's yeah. wrong with taking that, hiring professionals from Colorado to come here, harvest it, take it back there, get Georgia a little bit of that money? And let's fix our roads. Let's not penalize our citizens that just need to drive on the roads to get to work. Let's let's use that money because it's now legal in parts of this country. Mm-hmm. Let's take advantage of that. That is, we. I got I, a better idea. Why don't we take that pot and let people sell it right here? And the people who are already hey, buying their pot can just buy their pot here legally. We can tax it reasonably, and then you got all the money you want right it, there. Absolutely. I just that's a that's an easy solution for me. You do know, by the way, what happened with the gas tax, right? That Governor Deal. Republican and the Republican controlled legislature passed a massive billion dollar road plan that in addition to taxes on hotel rooms and stuff, put about $700 million in new taxes on your gas. So when you buy your gas, you're kicking in towards $700 million in higher taxes from two months ago. But not only that, they passed a gas tax that goes up automatically. They don't, it's, next year, it's going to be higher by another some $60, $70 million. I mean, excuse me, says $700 million. Yeah, yes, yeah, right, yeah. So, And then the next year after that, it's going to go up again. So every year, your gas tax is going to go up and up and up, and no politicians are going to have to vote on it. And why in the world we would put up with that, I have no idea. There's no... Look, if you if you need to raise my taxes, you need to raise my taxes. We can have a talk about it. I can decide if I agree with you, and then I can vote against you for doing it. But three, four, five, six, seven years from now, every politician is going to look at you and say, well, I didn't raise your gas taxes. You're going to go, but wait a minute. We're paying 50 cents more a gallon than South Carolina, 55 cents more a gallon, 60 cents more. And the gas tax is going to keep going up and up and up, and you're going to ask people, what the heck? And they're going to say, don't look at me. I didn't vote for it. Don't look at me. 
844-404-1067. Which do you do, uh, marriage or jail? Uh, we had another, uh, uh, while we're talking about marriage and criminal behavior and problems, did you see the story of the White House senior staff member who got busted for shooting at her boyfriend? Have you seen this story? A special assistant to the president, a legislative affairs liaison who works at the White House, who has been in jail since Friday. She was just let out today on $75,000 bond. 37 years old. Her name is Barbetta Singletary, has worked at the White House for about a year. And this is a highly paid staffer. She makes $125,000 a year, which is on the high end. Clearly, a very well-respected member of the White House staff. But according to this police report from Friday in Prince George's County, Maryland, uh, she called up her boyfriend and invited uh-huh. him over to her home. He's a Capitol Police officer. Uh, they spent time together. She then got him to go out to his car where she got a hold of his two cell phones and his service gun that he uses for work. Uh, according to the report, she was demanding that he show her what was on his phones, accusing him of cheating on her. He refused to give her the passwords to his phones. Uh, the report says that she then went inside her home with his gun. He followed, and then she threatened him with the gun. She allegedly pointed it at him and told him that you showed me how to use this. Don't think I won't use it, and then shot the gun in his direction. The White House did put her on unpaid leave and have denied her access for now to the White House. So he didn't want to hook up. So she gets all mad and says, I think you're cheating on me. I want to see the password for your phones. Unfortunately, his gun did not have a password. How did he get, what was he thinking giving her access to his gun? What was that? I have no idea. I will say this, though. You can say all you want about uh, life back when the Clintons were in office, but at least nobody ever got shot. Lunch. In the lunch line. Doesn't have to cost dough. Because every day. Around 11.35. On Michael Graham show. Hey, wait a minute. That's me. The lunch line. Kick it. You get free lunch if you call in. 844-404-1067. And today's lunchline comes to us from that case of the guy given the choice of marriage or jail and the small town country lawyer who said, In a sense, it's like, would you like to have a probation? Would you like. One more time, please. In a sense, it's like, would you like to have a probation? Would you like. In a sense, it's like, would you like to have probation? Or would you like. And we played that audio for you. 844 404 1067. Be the first person to finish that sentence. And uh, you will win free lunch at Village Tavern. Uh, Village Tavern, which is, by the way, part of the Taste of Atlanta that's returning for 14th year, tasteofatlanta.com. But we're sending you to Village Tavern, 844-404-1067. We're also talking about Mrs. Bill Clinton's plans to give away $35 billion a year, $350 billion over 10 years in tax hikes to college kids. Today, I'm announcing my plan to put college within reach for everyone. We're calling it the New College Compact. Under the New College Compact, no student should have to borrow to pay tuition at a public college or university. 
Schools will have to control their costs and show more accountability to their students. The federal government will increase its investment in education and will not profit any longer off of student loans. And everyone, everyone who already has student debt will be able to refinance it at lower rates. Now, obviously, she's full of, of uh, air when it comes to the colleges will have to control their costs. Oh, they won't. She's throwing $35 billion new dollars at them on top of the billions we're spending everyway. But you hear that? Everybody can go to college and nobody will owe any money. We'll accept the taxpayers. Does that work for you? 844-404-1067. Before we get to that, though, we're giving away some free lunch here. Philip, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Excellent. Okay, before we ask, get to the lunch line, I'm going to ask you, elect, wreck, or deck? Who do you make president? Who do you go party with and you know get wrecked? And who do you punch right in the mouth? Hillary, Trump, Jeb. Hillary, Trump, De- Jeb. Okay. Yeah, wait, what's, what's your choice? Um... Which one do you make president? Which one do I make president? Uh, Trump. Okay. Which one do you go out and party with? Uh, Jeb. Okay. And which one do you punch in the mouth? Hillary. Okay. We got it. Okay. Let's do the lunch line right here. We're going to play it. When we get to the finish, you you uh, jump in. Here we go. In a sense, it's like, would you like to have a probation? Would you like... Philip? A life, a life sentence. In a sense, it's like, would you like to have a probation? Would you like a life sentence? There you go. Philip is our winner. He will be enjoying free lunch at Village Tavern. And everyone, check out tasteofatlanta.com. They are coming back again uh, at the end of September. Uh, 844-404-1067. If you want to address that that idea of, of uh, Mrs. Bill Clinton's, of everybody who goes to college will be able to walk away and either the taxpayers will pay all of their outstanding loans, debts, or costs, or... They will only have to pay back a small portion of them because she's going to link it to income. And think about it this way. If you're an engineer and you get an engineering degree and you owe $50,000 in debt and you make decent money, you're going to probably have to pay back all of that $50,000 in debt. So your the chunk coming out of your check is going to be pretty significant if it's tied to income like she's proposing. But if you're majoring in the, you know, the literature of Beyonce. You know, if you get what you think, I'm kidding. This is an actual class. If you're getting your degree in women, W O M Y N, in gender studies, and you wrote your paper on cis normative gender oppression, what are you going to make when you get out of school? Minimum wage, right? Or wait tables or whatever. And you're going to, so you're going to owe that same $50,000 as the engineer guy. You're never going to pay, you're going to pay a tiny amount back. So, you know, after you're done paying your student loans, out of that fifty thousand dollars, you may have only paid back ten or twelve or fifteen thousand dollars over the course of twenty years. You paid back next to nothing, and no interest. So the the incentive is actually going to be borrow as much as you can, every penny they give you, and the crappier your, de- your degree, the more you'll want to borrow because the less you'll have to pay. If you're an engineering student, you'll be going, gee, I want to I want to pay this up front because I'm going to be stuck in the back. They're going to make me pay every stink a penny. But if you're you know, majoring like me, get a degree in English literature, total waste of time or, you know, communications. Ask anybody in this building about a comm degree. Yeah, it's, it's one step above the Western Tennessee School of Over the Road Trucking. Yeah, We're, you know, you'll be lucky if you get money out of those degrees. 
So Hillary is turning the system upside down. And this is one of the things that I see a lot in issues, whether it's illegal immigration or, you know, uh, welfare spending, whatever. People always talk about the worst case scenarios of victims. And I get that. There are people out there who have a tough life. and They really do. But no one ever stands up for the people who are trying to do it right. I loved when Marco Rubio in the debate the other night gave a shout out to the legal immigrants who are contacting his office, who've been waiting for 15 years, filling out the paperwork and paying all the fees and hiring lawyers. He's right. The same way with college kids. It's easy to think about, what about the poor student who doesn't have a lot of money and he's only got a B average and, you know, he goes to college, he ranks up like that. I got a different guy I want to ask you. What about the or, or girl? The student who comes from whatever, you know, Peelian, South Carolina, you know, Dalton, Georgia, whatever, and she's from a family that doesn't have a lot of money, and she's in college to learn, and she busts her hump. She's got high test scores, studies all the time. But what are you doing to her? Well, if she has to pay for her own college, you're screwing her because the whole price of college is going up because all that new money means the twi- you know, that all the prices go up to grab that money. So for the families who are trying to do it right and write checks, who have good students, who we want in college because they're good students, you're screwing them royally. Everybody's cost of college goes up. The fact, well, yeah, but Michael, but some people will get it for free. This is a change the fact that everybody's cost goes up. The taxpayers' cost goes up, the free college, and then the families who write the checks, their costs are going up. You're screwing the good students and the responsible parents to reward People who it's dubious that they need or deserve a reward. But, you know, when you play by the rules, nobody cares about you. You're just they just throw another brick on your back and say, get, you know, get back to work. 844-404-1067. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. You may have heard that there was a dust-up involving yours truly and presidential contender Donald Trump. Apparently, Mr. Trump thought the question I asked was unfair and felt I was attacking him. I felt he was asked a tough but fair question. We agreed to disagree. Mr. Trump did interviews over the weekend that attacked me personally. I've decided not to respond. Trump, who is the front-runner, will not apologize. And I certainly will not apologize for doing good journalism. So I'll continue doing my job without fear or favor. And Mr. Trump, I expect, will continue with what has been a successful campaign thus far that was megan kelly on fox news i just wanted to play that because i thought it was very to borrow a term from from the donald classy that was a real she didn't say trump you know you'll be an apology or i can't take it or you pick on me because i'm a woman she just said hey he's doing what he thinks is the right thing to do i'm doing my job as a journalist i'm not going to back down so i thought that was a classy in fact i think that was a one of the most tremendous, classiest, most luxurious responses ever from a woman. But that's just me giving into my inner Donald Trump. For those of you who are fans of the Donald, uh, some of us are thinking that we might not want to see Mrs. Bill Clinton be president of the United States. Some of us would like to beat Mrs. Bill Clinton. I realize that you know, that's, that's an unpopular uh, mood. I, apparently, conservatives love the idea of, of a president Hillary. I'm not a big fan of that, I will confess. Uh, new poll out. That shows that not only does Donald Trump lose to Mrs. Bill Clinton by 12 points, Donald Trump loses to Bernie Sanders. Donald Trump in a general election can't beat Bernie Sanders, who's a socialist. So once again, 
Not saying that you're wrong, just saying that I'm trying to not have another four more years of what we did. Yes, Brandon? I thought the blacks loved Donald Trump. And the Hispanics. The Mexicans. Excuse me. The Mexicans. The same black people who hated Bernie uh, Sanders enough not to let him speak? No, the same the black people. He oh, never okay. says black. It's uh, always the, the blacks. blacks. The, the same, blacks. The same the blacks, the blacks that wouldn't let Bernie Sanders speak. As Donald Trump would say, you people love me. <laughs> yes, you you you, you, are, you are a you people. Yes? I am I am the blacks. You are the blacks and the you people here. Hey, what is the time for the one, the only, the world famous? Thank you for calling the Confession Hotline. The Confession Hotline brought to you the Verizon by the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, where you can see Yes and Toto on August twenty second. Uh, and let's see if we can give away some uh, tickets right now. It seems like for elect, wrecked, or decked yep. is um, Donald Trump for all of them. <laughs> You're fired. He's on the short list. Absolutely. Yep. I have to confess when I was listening to the Donald Trump Cherish song and he got to the and then I looked in that fat ugly face of hers, I was <laughs> I blew a snot bubble. <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. That's Sno- what we aim for. Snot bubbles always welcome. Okay. My three for elect, wrecked, and deck yes. are Ronald Reagan. Willie Nelson and Caitlin slash Bruce Jenner. I don't know if that counts as two or not. <laughs> that is a very good question. Is that one or two? It would be under sex flex. Yeah. I think though. I think the rules are. And you guys are more about the marriage, love and kill thing. I think they have to be alive, don't they? They, like they have to be contemporaneous. Have to be dead or yeah, they often yeah, exactly. be alive. And those have to be contemporaneous. Yes. Either you can go back or you can go forward. Yes. You got to keep them together. So that, uh, thank you for playing, sir. But just keep that in mind next time. Marriage or jail? Oh, that's really easy. <laughs> jail. At least in jail, you have a chance to get out. <laughs> At least you can get out with your stuff. Uh, when the jail hey, is Michael, over, the personnel was told to either marry, be married or be sentenced to right? two weeks in jail. Mm-hmm. On day 14, after being mm-hmm. married, he's thinking, I'd be getting out about now. <laughs> That's a very good point. It's also a classic old joke that I absolutely love. See, the funny thing is that the news mm-hmm. report, they lead with the fact that he didn't want to go to jail because of his job. Exactly. Not that he didn't want to marry her. They get to that later. Like, mm-hmm. oh, eventually he wanted to marry her. Right. So, he didn't want to lose his job. That but come on. More. Someone like you, Brandon, who's so desperate for female attention anyway, you'd love for a judge to order you to get married, right? He would just have to order the woman to marry you. That's yes, the problem. Yes, that, that would have to yeah, be. Yeah, that is the downside. There has to be a marry E for you to be the Mary yeah. Earl. I'm going to need a woman that exactly. needs like, a really long exactly. community service. Ah, shucky, ducky. So his choice is uh, Hillary, Hillary uh, Dick Cheney. Purple Drink with Dick Cheney, and then he wants uh, Nancy, Pelosi. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Okay. And so that's a pretty that's a that's out of the outside the box. I like to think in. I'd probably punch Dick Cheney in the face. I, th- I think because I, I think that's who the uh, the winner is. I think it seems like for elect, wrecked, or decked is um, Donald Trump for all of them. There is our winner, sir. We will have tickets for you to go see Yes and Toto at the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. Um, By the way, the Confession Hotline is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you're in the middle of 
just standing in line and, and you hear a funny story, if someone annoys you by telling you it's a buck ninety nine for gas, <laughs> they are. If you and your wife get in the argument later tonight about marriage versus jail, call the confession hotline 404-436-2007. Number one, you'll feel better. Number two, you could win valuable prizes. Or like yesterday, if you're in county lock. Or if you're in the county, the guy... And you know what the guy, if he, if he, if he got through what we just said, you should have married her. You should have married her. Ah, yeah, Michael Graham. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.